Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show, your on-air ladies Bible study event. This is the show that will inspire you to get into the Bible and help you understand it. It's my goal to be relatable and authentically leave you refreshed as you listen to the Soul H2O devotion. I'm so excited you've tuned in for today's episode 106, Who's in Your Family of Believers? where we're talking about the call of God on church members to help out other church members. Jane Bourne of Sanctuary Mental Health Ministries is our guest, sharing ways you can better help those struggling in their mind. Downloadable Soul H2O journal pages help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. You can even use them for your personal devotions and find them on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 106. Get ready to dive into today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. In 1996, Chris Farley and David Spade won the MTV Movie Award for the best on-screen duo in one of my all-time favorite movies, Tommy Boy. If you haven't seen this slapstick-heavy, silly movie, let me explain. Tommy is like one of those failure-to-launch kids I spoke about in episode 105. The movie starts with Tommy, or Tommy Boy as he's aptly called, celebrating in a frat house with the boys when he's a man because he's finally graduating college after seven years in a four-year program because he managed to squeeze in a D+. Tommy is picked up, since we assume he doesn't drive much, by his dad's employee and former high school classmate Richard, played by David Spade. When Tommy returns home, he finds out his dad is getting remarried to none other than Bo Derek, whose plan is to take the father for his millions. When being introduced to his supposed stepbrother, played by Rob Lowe, Rob reaches out to shake his hand, but the infectiously happy and loving Tommy Boy says the now famous line, brothers don't shake hands, brothers gotta hug. Tommy later excitedly says, we're family. We're going to be doing lots of dumb stuff together. Wait till Christmas. You know, families do a lot of dumb stuff together. But unfortunately, like Tommy's new family, some can lie, cheat, turn on you, treat you mean, and actively work to bring you down. That's where, in real life, the church needs to step in and be the family of God you need them to be. In Galatians 6, verse 10, Paul challenges us that when we have the opportunity, we should do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. You see, so many people are coming to the church without the family support system needed to make it through the trials of life. Gangs thrive because they provide a warped version of what God has called the church to be. Galatians 6.2 tells you to carry each other's burdens and so you will fulfill the law of Christ. Hebrews 13 verse 16 reminds us to be good to each other at church when it says don't forget to be good and to share what you have because God is pleased with these kinds of sacrifices. 
And Paul wasn't joking here. He was sharing the heart of what Jesus meant when he said in Matthew 25, 40 about hurting someone else. Whatever you do for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. The Berean Bible study version of this verse goes so far as to say, to the extent that you did it, you did it to me. To what extent are you doing for the least of these in your church? In the movie Tommy Boy, after his father's death, Tommy travels with Richard, a key employee of his dad's, in an effort to try and save his father's factory. Tommy's strong sense of family causes this lazy young adult to rise above past patterns, stand up and work for the betterment of the employees and his town. I thought I'd never say this, but we, the church, need to be more like Tommy Boy, willing to put our lives on the line to help others, especially those who belong to the family of believers. The warmer weather means you're always on the move. And the My Joy Radio app means the songs you love and the encouragement you crave move with you. Never miss another minute with 24-7 access to the Joy Radio live stream. Get the latest messages from the ministries you love delivered right to your smartphone. Or download them ahead for offline listening. Be uplifted, whether at the office or the beach. The My Joy Radio app, available now. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Jane Bourne is a graduate of Regent College, where she completed a Master's of Divinity with an emphasis on mental health and spirituality. Jane has been involved in ministry for over a decade and currently serves as the Resource Development Manager for Sanctuary Mental Health Ministries. Jane, it's a pleasure to have you on the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show. Thank you so much for having me, Sherry. I'm really excited to be here. Well, Jane, I get every guest to share just a couple things because this show is all about getting girls to get interested in God's word and to get into it. So I'm wondering if maybe you could share a Bible study tool or tip that would help others. Absolutely. I really love this question. And one of the things that I think a lot about in my role at Sanctuary is um, what it looks like to live a faithful and devoted life um, when you are experiencing mental health challenges, because those can actually impact the brain's ability to focus and process information. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the Bible study tips that I've utilized in seasons when I've been um, languishing in my own mental health, actually, is um, just taking a single phrase or verse. I can't really handle a whole chapter, but I can do a verse or a phrase and I just will chew on it for the day. I'll, I'll pick one out in the morning, often from the Psalms or the Gospels, and I'll just throughout the day be meditating on it. And what I like to do is to personalize the verse. So I'll change up the pronouns so that... Um, it's like God is speaking it directly to me. I'll even throw my name in there and then I'll switch it around again and I'll speak it directly back to God as a prayer or a declaration. And so it takes this this little bit of the Bible and it turns it into a conversation and I just kind of hold on to that throughout the day. And that has been um, something that has really 
helped me through some dark days. Jane, I love that you brought out there the truth, how when we're going through depression or anxiety, it actually affects our brain's ability to be able to read a lot. So, you know, that that pressure can come off of someone who's struggling with depression, struggling with anxiety, when they feel like, oh, I I try reading my Bible, I can't get through this big section, but to just choose a little bit and even just a few words from God's word can actually change your day, change your mindset, set the pace for, you know, God to be able to do something great in your life. I think that was really important to bring that out. Um, How about sharing your favorite Bible verse or one that's been inspiring you lately? Yeah. um, So the verse that I picked is Psalm 42, verse 8 which says, by day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. Uh, Psalm 42 is a really special psalm for me. Um, It's been a longtime favorite, and it's actually the psalm that I selected to be the primary scriptural touch point in the course that I wrote, which I think we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yep. But Psalm 42 is a psalm of lament. Um, It's written in exile, and the psalmist is talking about the heartbreak of being forced to leave home and separated from the temple, separated from the means of worship, and feeling distant even from God. There's a lot of grief in this psalm. And then you get verse 8, where all of a sudden you zoom out and there's this reminder of the steadfast love of God. And what's so great about this verse in the context of this psalm is it kind of exemplifies that saying that you may have heard two things can be true at the same time, Mm -hmm. Um, that we can be in the midst of really painful circumstances and also be really grounded in the truth that God's love is steadfast and it surrounds us day and night. Those things can feel conflicting, but the more we kind of um, lean into both realities, not just one or the other, but both, both like the hard stuff mm-hmm. and being really honest with God about how we feel about the hard stuff and the steadfast love that's anchoring us, it can kind of like reconcile both of those realities in our own lives and and bring a lot of peace. I agree with you. Um, I don't think there's, there are there very few times in our lives where we're in just the good or just the bad of life. It seems like there's always this, you know, dichotomy that there's the good and the bad happening at the same time. And really Psalm 42 brings that out and uh, how you've talked about it really emphasizes that we can't just look to the negative and only see the things that are going bad, but to look to the positive that God's steadfast love is always there. He's always going to get us through. Um, I think there's probably going to be a lot of people listening who don't know what sanctuary mental health ministries are, even though we we did highlight it way back, I don't know, a year or two ago when we had Sue Nickel on the show. But can you just give us a little bit of background on the ministry and what it's doing today? Absolutely. Um, So Sanctuary Mental Health Ministries was founded in 2012 by two really awesome women, um, the Reverend Caroline Penhill and the Reverend Dr. Sharon Smith. 
um, and they were doing work in various churches and also um, with a commission that had been formed to look at mental health and supports in the communities that um, existed for people experiencing mental health challenges. And they noticed there's a huge absence of dialogue around mental health in the church. There aren't really many supports in place, and they really were passionate about changing that. Mm. And that's been the driving passion of Sanctuary. So we exist to equip the church to support mental health and well-being. So we just produce resources that engage the topics of faith and mental health. Um, we work with theologians and psychologists and people with lived experience of mental health challenges. So it's a very collaborative effort to produce these resources that represent all of those different perspectives um, so that within the church, we're raising awareness of mental health challenges, we're reducing stigma, and we're giving people practical um, tools and resources so that they can support loved ones and community members who are experiencing mental health challenges. What a needed resource for churches to help people struggling with mental health issues to be able to, you know, give them resources. So I can't wait to come back after the commercial and hear all about uh, your new course and how God is using you at Sanctuary Mental Health Ministries. Hi, I'm Jane Bourne from episode 106, and my music pick song for the Soul H2O radio and podcast show is Brighter Days by Blessing Offer. I know there's gonna be some brighter days. I know there's gonna be some brighter days. I'm just looking forward to being able to connect with people, to speak with them about issues that are current, and to get their perspective on things and to kind of bounce ideas around and then also to hear from those who are listening because we learn by listening. And I think that's a big part of what I hope the show is about, learning from each other and listening as much as talking. Okay, here we go. Good music, good conversation, good company. Faith Strong Today's Good Company with me, Holly Taylor. Weekdays at 5 p.m. right here on Joy. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. We're back from the break with Jane Bourne, Resource Development Manager for Sanctuary Mental Health Ministries. Jane, I'm hoping maybe you can share with people a little bit more about your role and what brought you, you specifically, to serve there. Yeah, that's a great question. I think the short answer is life brought me. <laughs> um, but if I were going to expand on that a little bit, uh, I was actually in full-time ministry for about six years. I worked with a large church and a Bible college. And, um, you know, it was, it was, <laughs> I like to say, I kind of saw it all, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, I just mm -hmm. saw a community that really wanted to love God and love one another well, but didn't talk about mental health challenges and um, didn't really have anything in place to support people experiencing mental health challenges. And unfortunately, some people were really hurt. And in the end, I ended up being one of those people. Um, mm. And that just propelled me uh, in a new direction. I just decided to press pause 
on ministry. I came to Regent College um, and just thought, I really want to like dig into the scripture and church history and figure some things out because I have got big questions about faith and mental health and how these things work together. Um, And I was introduced to Sanctuary during my time at Regent, started out as an intern, and now today I am the resource development manager, which is really just a technical way of saying I write. So I write (laughs) most of the resources that we've produced. That's so good. I, um, as a former Bible college student and graduate and someone who's been involved in ministry for decades now, I can so understand the issues with um, pastors not knowing what to do with mental health issues. And especially if they've never struggled with it themselves or never had a family member to struggle with it, because you don't get enough training in that area in Bible college. It's something that, you know, hopefully since I've graduated, they've gotten better at preparing people for. But I can see how what you guys do is so necessary because um, there's just so much to study, really, unless you get a degree um, in mental health, you know, that pastors don't have all the resources needed. So what you guys provide is really, really important for churches to grab hold of if they're not already doing so. And you guys have just improved your flagship resource, the Sanctuary Course. Can you just tell us why you felt the need to update it? Yeah. Um, We, about a year after we launched the original version of the course, we did an impact study just because we wanted to get some really good feedback from church communities that were using this resource. We want it to be as helpful as it possibly can be. Um, And in that study, we did get some really great feedback. Um, We found that the, the primary goal of the course is to reduce stigma in communities and help create safe spaces where mental health challenges can be talked about. And um, it's highly effective in doing that. Um, 92% of our study participants found that the course opened up conversations that they'd never had in their community before about mental health. Wow. Um, and wow. 41% reported experience in like greater confidence in offering support to people with lived experience in their communities. So some really great Um, feedback. But we also found that actually there were a lot of ways we could make the resource more accessible and relevant to a broader audience. And that was our main focus in this um, revision that we did. We wanted to include greater racial, cultural, socioeconomic diversity in our films. We really wanted to capture and share lived experience stories that highlighted a broader range of mental illnesses. Um, And we wanted to also just incorporate more exercises and interactive elements in the content so that people with different learning styles felt like there was a a way for them to engage. Um, So yeah, that's been our development process. We spent over a year working on it. We've had over 15 different reviewers, including theologians, psychiatrists, and psychologists, as well as people with lived experience work on the project with us. So it's been a group effort. Can you take off just, you know, the lid for a little bit? Tell us a bit about what's inside the course. 
Yeah, so the course is designed to reduce stigma and raise awareness. And we do that over the course of eight sessions by tackling key mental health topics. Um, Each session includes a little bit of reading that you can sort of do on your own, or if you prefer, there's an audiobook option. Then you come together with your group, your people, whether that's your small group, your life group, different churches have different names for like little Bible studies that they have, but Mm -hmm. you get together, you watch a film, it's about 20 minutes and it shares the story of a Christian with a lived experience of a mental health challenge, as well as commentary from theologians, pastors, psychologists, and other mental health professionals. And then you work through a discussion guide together. So there's questions, there's little snippets of content for you to read. We even included things like poetry and art. It's very interactive, very easy to follow. And um, by the end of the eight sessions, you'll have had some really great conversations about mental illnesses, stigma, recovery, how to companion or support people in your community, the dynamics of caregiving, self-care. So lots of really great topics to cover. And one thing that just shocks me, like it's such an incredible jam-packed program that gives testimony after testimony of how God is setting people free from depression and anxiety, other mental health issues. But you offer this course for free to churches. Yeah, we do, Um, because we just think it's that important. We don't want there to be any barriers to a church community accessing this content. Um, So all of our content is totally free. You just create a profile on our um, resource portal and then you get it all for life. So I'm I'm really I, I love that about what we do, that we just give it away. That is amazing. I hope, you know, on our show notes, we will have all the links to for people to get to your site, to sign up, and for churches to really get involved and, and take advantage of those resources. Jane, it has been amazing having you on the show, and I have just loved talking with you. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's been, it's been wonderful. During the Soul H2O devotion, I shared Galatians 6.10 with you when Paul challenges us that when we have the opportunity, we should do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Whether the struggle of your fellow church attendee is a mental health, physical, or financial need, I challenge you to ask God how you could help show them the goodness of God through your actions. I'm thankful for Jane Bourne and Sanctuary Mental Health Ministries who are there to help the church, help their members, but we too need to be the hands and feet of Jesus to the people in the pew next to us. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 106, Who's in Your Family of Believers, on the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show. 
Make sure to check out the show notes for deeper insights, information about our guest and sanctuary mental health at soulh2o.com slash 106. I hope you'll share this episode with your family and friends. Take a screen capture while listening on your device and share on your social media to help spread the word about Soul H2O. Come back next week as we talk with Jody Nisnik about the importance of Bible study and some creative ideas to help you get into God's word. Until then, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.